The wind has grown cold. Creatures of the night stalk the shadows in the treeline. The sky is flecked with stars. Come, children, gather round and listen to a tale by the dancing fire. Welcome to the Story Circle. I am your humble storyteller. As evidenced by the name of our little gathering, fire and the sun have played an important part in human history for as long as there have been humans. But what if I told you that we owed the warmth, beauty, and majesty of fire to the most unassuming of creatures. Today, I bring you an adaptation of a Cherokee tale about how an old spider brought the sun to a lightless world. So grab your blankets and huddle close as we listen to the Cherokee tale of how Grandmother Spider brought the light. Long, long ago, when the earth was new, the animals had no fire. Without fire, they could not see, and kept bumping into one another. Hey, watch it! You stepped on my toe! Without the light, they also could not find food. Those animals who could see in the dark, like wolf and owl, grew very concerned but they did not know what they would be able to do. One day, Raven came swooping down into the forest. He called for all the animals to come together in the meeting cave, for he had big news. I have seen it, he called. Fire, it is beautiful, full of color. Color? said Owl. What is color? For without the light, there was no color. And heat, called the raven. Heat, said Bear. What is heat? For they had only known the cold and the dark. And just where did you say this fire is? said Wolf. At the edge of the world. It is a long way, but someone must go and ask for a piece of fire. The animals thought for a long time, but Coyote, who had always been a trickster and a liar, slunk forwards and raised his paw. No, no, no. I don't think we should be so nice. If they're so nice, how come they haven't offered us any of their fire? The other animals couldn't help but agree. I have a better idea. I think we should sneak over there and steal a piece. Not a big piece, of course. We don't want to be rude. We'll only take a little piece. 
they'll never even miss it. And all the animals couldn't help but agree with Coyote's words. But who will go? said Wolf. Well, I will go. I will break the fire. It was Possum. Possum was small, but quite a little warrior. He was fearless. Now, Possum did not know about fire, so he did not prepare. The animals cheered as he began to dig and dig to the other side of the world. But eventually he grew tired and slow. When he got to the other side of the world, he was quite out of breath. As he popped out of his burrow, he had to shield his eyes, for he had never seen fire before. And even to this day, you will note, possums are sensitive to the light, and their eyes are singed by the fire. But even so, Possum gathered up as much of the fire as he could. In those days, Possum had a beautiful, long, fluffy tail, and so he quickly tucked the burning fire into his tail, jumped back into his burrow, and ran back to the animals. The animals all cheered when he emerged from the burrow. Where is the fire, Possum? Where is the fire? Why, it's right here in my tail, Possum said, and turned to show them. But of course, in the time it had taken him to run through his burrow, the fire had burned all the fur off of his beautiful tail, and it was now scaly and burnt, and the fire was quite gone. Well, this won't do at all, said Wolf. Who will go now and gather the fire? I will go said Buzzard. I am swift. I will fly high over the mountains and the lakes and the rivers and bring back the fire. Buzzard proudly fluffed his feathers, including the crown of beautiful purple and blue feathers he wore on his head in those days, spread his majestic wings, and took off, flying to the other side of the world, the cheers of the other animals echoing behind him. He flew on and on, farther than he'd ever flown before, until at last he too saw the burning fire. But Buzzard also knew nothing of fire. He swooped down as close as he could get and felt the heat of the fire. Not knowing what to do, he took the fire and stuffed it into his beautiful headdress and flew back to the other side of the world, not noticing the trail of smoke following behind him. When he landed, the animals grew excited once again. Buzzard, you have brought it! Where is the fire? Where is the fire? Why, it's right here in my... Oh, no! Buzzard realized that the fire had burned off all his beautiful plumage. And that is why, even to this day, buzzards have red, scarred, naked heads. Many other animals tried to get the fire in the days to come, but none were successful. Finally, one day, as the animals were losing hope, a small voice 
crept across the room. I will go. Who spoke? said Wolf. Come forward so that we may see you. I do not need to come forward, said the voice. Only down. And descending from the ceiling, on a thin strand of silk, came the elderly grandmother spider. The other animals began to laugh. Wolf, who was a bit more composed, said, with a smile on his face, Grandmother, no, you, you are far too small and far too old. It, we couldn't possibly risk you. But Grandmother Spider simply folded her hands and said, I will go, for I wish to bring fire back to those that I love. Bring me a handful of clay and give me a few days. I have listened to your stories, and I think I understand what I need to do. And so they brought her the clay, and she took several days walking around and chanting, using her eight legs to mold the clay into a beautiful ceramic bowl. After several days, Grandmother Spider put her piece of clay on her back and began to walk. Being very small and very old, it took Grandmother Spider many, many long days to reach the far side of the world. When she arrived, she saw the ferocious fire guardians. They had seen the animals trying to steal their fire and decided that this time they would be prepared. They were fearsome warriors, with flames leaking from their mouth and bursting from the top of their head like a volcano. They kept their eyes trained on the horizon, looking for any intruders. But Grandmother Spider and her little ceramic bowl were very small and slipped right between their legs. And so, Grandmother Spider approached the fire. She thanked it for its service and its warmth, and its light. Then reaching in, she took the smallest coal from the bottom of the fire and popped it into her pot. As she walked, the heat from the fire began to cure and dry her bowl, so it became the perfect vessel for carrying the new fire. It took her a very, very long time to walk back, but as she walked, the coal began to grow brighter and brighter and grow in heat and light. Finally, she came home to her animal friends. They all gathered around. Grandmother, grandmother, have you brought us the fire? Oh, now be patient. Gather me some dry sticks and leaves and logs. Quickly, the animals did as grandmother said. Then... Grandmother Spider carefully poured out the red-hot coal onto the wood. Immediately, it burst into a bright, beautiful red flame. The animals cheered, Grandmother Spider, you have brought us the light! Oh, it is as beautiful as Raven said! In Grandmother's wisdom, she took some of the sparks from the fire and placed them inside the trees and rocks so that others could make fire without having to go to the other side of the world. She was very tired, but knew she had to do one more thing. So she took her pot 
and put in it two coals from the new fire, and walked to the top of a tall mountain. There she threw the largest piece into the sky, and called it the sun, and the smaller piece to the west, and called it the moon. Then she took the sparks at the bottom of her pot and threw them across the sky to become the stars. Finally, as she lay down to rest, she spun a web around the world. And to this day, she pushes and pulls on that web so that the sun and the moon and the stars can be shared by people across the world. It was Grandmother Spider who taught us many things. She taught us pottery and weaving. She taught us about fire, light, and darkness. And she teaches us that we are all connected in the web, each of us having a place in the world. By the Dancing Fire is a Forest Ghost production. Be sure to like By the Dancing Fire on Facebook, and if you liked what you heard, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash bythedancingfire. For as little as $5 a month, you'll help us continue to produce content like this, and you'll gain access to perks like early access to episodes or extra episodes that no one else gets to hear. And if you donate at the highest tier, you'll have access to our monthly AMA, The Elders' Council where you can ask anything you want of the storyteller or the production team, or even request stories that you want to hear. Thank you very much, and tune in next week as we bring another story by the Dancing Fire.